the mind pod conversations on mental health conversations that matter conversations that are integral to our well-being as individuals and as a society the mind pod is brought to you by mind chart before this national mental health if we reflect on the way our lives run and run so fast especially in the urban settings running here running there one deadline here one deadline there some pressure here something going here then your gadgets then your mails then your work time for self time for relationships time for enjoyment all of it almost seems like a task constantly feeling rushed how do i relax how do i take that one little breath for my own self and manage to not just navigate urban spaces but also how do i bring a bit of mindfulness to the way i live and work on the quality of my life this conversation today is on mindful urban living i'm dr samir parekh i'm a psychiatrist and the director of the fortis national mental health program i'm joined by the very well known clinical psychologist kamla chidgar well known author of several books and she's going to take us through her understanding something that all of you and i can learn from so that we can also have mindful urban living kamla interesting word mindful urban living tell us what does it mean very simply i think uh, urban life has become about the rush to get to something some sort of a goal that we are all trying to reach towards and feeling that we need to get there really soon and when we start to think about what is the life that we really want we recognize that actually we need to start becoming more and more attuned to what we are doing every day mindful urban living very simply is just about learning to live in the here and now of our lives today enjoying and savoring each and every moment of our life making sure that everything that we are going through we are able to fully immerse ourselves in that experience of what it is that in its most simplest form is what mindful urban living is all about very interesting mindful urban living being attuned towards going on around you being here and now and integrating mindfulness to your life in a way that you know at that moment what's happening whether it is in your mind your emotion your physical self your cognitive self your sense of purpose all of that and being able to be in that moment now whenever i've talked about this um, mindfulness in our daily living i wonder how do we do this because i have a metro to catch i have a 9 am meeting and that meeting got extended i couldn't do my 10 am and then i was planning to have lunch on time 
that got a bit postponed then while i was having lunch i had to take a few calls so i mixed my lunch plus call and i was also on my screen checking for my mails and then i thought in the evening i'll spend some time and maybe take a walk but i came so late and there was so much more pending and by the time i finished it all i had no time left except to sleep and then i couldn't sleep because i had missed out on so much of scrolling and then i had to do that and i didn't know where the time went how do i find the mindfulness come you find the mindfulness in every small space every small nook and cranny of your life and i think the biggest space that you can start with is to start building in some sort of routines to your lives a morning routine some sort of a ritual which would allow you to be able to take that small little time out for your own self where you can be fully immersed in that experience and that could involve anything the day to day of our life yes can pull us into many different directions there is no doubt about it and life will continue to be like that but there are still certain things that we can do to be able to bring some sort of a coherence to the existence that we are going through and it starts with the morning it starts with building those routines and rituals for our own self through which we can build that connectedness to our own selves to the day that we are going to embark upon yes so give us an example of tasks that you can be doing it and yet be mindful and aware a simple example would be that when you make that first cup of tea for your own self a lot of times while you're having that cup of tea you may also be looking at okay i need to keep on clean, cleaning up the kitchen simultaneously or you may be looking at doing some other task of getting your clothes organized because there is just so much that you feel in terms of tasks need, that needs to be done but what you can decide to do is instead of doing those tasks parallelly start doing them sequentially at least one or two of those things where you can take out that 5 or 10 minutes to be able to just savor that cup of tea the meal that you eat the lunch that you're taking the breakfast that you're having the dinner that you're having instead of being on your phone at that time or watching something on that television why not just sit and try and enjoy each and every bite of food that you are consuming actually allowing yourself to taste what is going into your mouth and what is going into your body allowing yourself to be able to fully experience that these could be some very very simple ways in which you can end up being mindful even the conversations that you have with people a lot of times when we are talking to someone we also find ourselves taking out our phones uh, a lot of times i find people they may be sitting together at a table and you, each of them may be on some sort of a gadget In fact when people are having conversations you will often see someone will get distracted and start looking here and there bringing yourself back into being in that moment where you're having that conversation or that interaction being attuned to that entire experience knowing exactly what's going on in that situation is the way in which you become mindful in the way in which you're living that experience of your daily life yes and I, what you just said is we do it actually all we need to do is be prepared to like you said declutter a bit and more importantly bring a sense of sequence you have important tasks in any case we don't realize that we never do two tasks at the same time we feel we are doing two tasks at the same time but that's actually never possible so you are taking a fraction of a second or energy or attention from one task to another in your 
switching from one and back. But in, in the scheme of things, you've actually spent more time and your actually quality of uh, the final product would never be as good. And that, that's a fact. We just don't realize it enough. And I, I like the idea about the cup of tea that you were mentioning. Um, I, 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 I love that as well. But to me, it starts right from choosing um, you know, the, the utensil. It's choosing a cup. It's being able to hear the sound of boiling. It's the smell of the tea. And that's that those small, small moments can actually give you so much of relaxed joy, which sometimes we tend to miss in our day-to-day -day lives. When we talk about uh, mindful urban living, the idea is not to lose your sense of intentionality or purpose. The idea is not to lose your sense of goal-directedness. The idea here is that, yes, you go at a pace that works for you. At the same time, you live a bit lightly and more importantly, in a way that there is meaning to your moments that are savored by your own self. Because it is these savored moments that build into the beauty that life is. So you talked about um, the sip of tea and some experience. If you give us some more examples, you talk about having meals. You touched also on topic of, uh, on this example of when people are with people. Help us understand, how can you be mindful when you are with people? A lot of times when you are with people, you don't necessarily notice the people. You may not necessarily use all your senses when you're in that experience at that point in time. You may be just listening, but not necessarily observing. Or you may be looking at them, but you're not necessarily fully listening at that point in time. You're not fully aware of what is necessarily going on with this individual with whom you're having that interaction. When we're talking about being more attuned to those conversations, it's actually very important to start becoming aware of not just the verbal content of what the communication is about, but also becoming more aware of the nonverbal ex experiences of uh, expressions of that individual. The non-verbal expressions would include what is their body language like? What is the kind of eye contact that they're maintaining? What kind of gestures are they using? Are you seeing their facial expressions changing? Could those facial expressions be reflecting an emotion which is different from the content of what they're communicating? That could give you an inroad into understanding more fully what their experience is about. But because you're not noticing those aspects and the only thing that you're looking at in that moment is listening to what they're saying, because you may be looking at a gadget or you're looking away, you miss out on those cues. You don't know what's going on in that conversation with that individual, what their inner experience is like and which is where disconnectedness starts coming in. The other person starts feeling that I do not think you always listen to me. You don't understand my perspective. I feel disconnected and disengaged from you because you're actually not necessarily fully grasping what's going on in that communication. And if you start actually utilizing all your senses in that situation, you would find that your level of connect, the level of empathy and understanding with what the experience may be for the other person in that situation would get significantly heightened. It would change the quality of the relatedness 
the entire dynamic of the relationship would be much more mutually satisfying for both individuals and would lead to greater levels of joy and happiness about having those conversations, that entire communication. Oh, absolutely. And once you start being there in the moment, experiencing the joy of this relationship, actually, that's how the quality of your relationship also becomes better. It could be something as simple as, let's say, sending a text. All you have to do is give a little bit of time, maybe a fraction of a second, to actually experience what were you feeling when you were sending that smiley emoticon to a friend of yours. What was the thought that came to your mind? How did you feel? Go through that experience rather than doing it almost in a robotic manner, not letting it actually be a moment when you actually smile. You sent a text of smiley, but you didn't smile or you didn't feel that smile. Mindfulness is not merely about being within yourself. In urban living, it's about how are we fitting in with others, not just that, how are we ensuring that our overall life quality is also fine? If we are always going to be on the rushed self, physiologically, we'll be more worked up, which means more physical distress in years to come. Psychologically, we'll be on the edge, which means it will affect our own selves, our social life, our relationships. It will affect our productivity. And in all that, in spite of putting in so many efforts, the feel-good factor of life would continue to miss. That's where mindful urban living comes in. So yes, whether it's you're waking up in the morning and getting ready and being aware of how you are going about it, being a bit slow, not necessarily, that does not mean that you'll be late, you plan it in a way that you have time for yourself. A walk that you take, time you spend with a pet, plants, how about some music, some time for reading. Time doing activities usually enjoy. Not mixing Two activities because you don't have time, but you choose to do only one activity today, maybe the other one later on, but explore and experience it to the fullest. You listen to the sounds that you hear. You feel the feelings that you experience. And that's how you keep moving forward. And like I said earlier, you be intentional. Your sense of purpose and goal directedness is there. But during this path, this movement, basic joy of living, that is mindful urban living. Before we end this conversation, Kamna, your final thoughts and some take-homes for all of us on mindful urban living. The most important piece is learning to slow down. Understanding that it is okay for you to pace yourself. You don't have to be always in a race if there is actually a race out there. We need to start evaluating what the goals are 
And in fact, what's most important in those goals, something that we perhaps don't go give as much relevance to, is one, our own health and well-being. Two, our relationships. We need to start working more consciously in these directions by being more mindful of how we are living our life. And not just blindly running in some sort of a direction which we feel we need to because the rest of the world around us is doing that. It's important that you pace yourself, slow down, and like Dr. Parekh was saying, be intentional, be purposive, be goal-directed, but find greater meaning, move towards larger meaning in life. Yes, so be mindful so that you are positive. Be mindful so that you are relaxed. Be mindful so that you can experience the joys of a beautiful life. Thank you, Kamna Chibbal, for this very, very insightful conversation. I hope all of you who are listening will pick something or the other from this, implement in your life, and work towards mindful urban living. We'll continue these conversations. This is the Mind Pod, brought to you by Mayuk Char and the Fortis National Mental Health Program. And next episode, we are going to talk about urban loneliness. So many people. Yet, I feel so alone so many a times. Join us for that conversation. See you. Keep listening. Thank you. Goodbye.